0: we begin our thanksgiving service let us be ever mindful that thanksgiving is something that should be part of our very being each and every day lord we thank you for your goodness and your grace and lord especially the blessing with the newberger family and lord we just come before you and thank you and praise you once again for your goodness in jesus name we pray amen you may be seated first thessalonians 5.18. How many of you know what that verse says already before even looking at it? Anybody remember? Okay, we got a couple. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I will get there eventually. There we go. And Paul just makes one of those super little statements in the scripture here. Uh, One that we do well to pay attention to. He says in verse 18. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. Now. We usually read that in everything it thinks. But look at your Bible there. The word every and the word thing are two separate words. And you say, well, why is it that way? Well, it's just that way in Old English. But as you read your Bible, you ought to stop and think about everything thing. Instead of just everything all is one. Every individual thing, every separate thing, you are supposed to give thanks. Now, this does not leave anything out. And it gives us a reason. It says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, Paul was writing the Thessalonian church and he was just filling them with these two short little books. The end of the first book, he was just giving them statement after statement. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Quench not the spirit. And uh, despise not prophesying. And you say, what does that mean? It means listen to the preacher, amen? Uh, Don't look down upon Things, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Boy, you could just abstain from all appearance of evil. We could, uh, we could just spend a whole night on any one of these, but being that tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day, and I'm glad that I'm an American, I'm glad that this country started this thing of taking a day and giving thanks to God. And, you know, you have to understand a few things. Not all of our founding fathers were Bible-believing saved Christians. But they all believed in someone bigger than they were. That's important. Because the number one reason we are unthankful in a situation is because we believe there's no one bigger than this one that is the center and what I want us to do is just look at this verse and we'll touch on some other scriptures but this idea of being thankful and and I don't want to uh, downplay this i am just i'm just rejoicing in my soul most of you know what the newberger family went through last time and one of the things that the lord has i mean i just prayed and prayed lord bless them this time and but then i i got stuck and i said no wait a minute did the lord not was the lord not being good last time You see, the Lord is always good. He's always right. And when we give thanks in everything, in everything, giving thanks to God, that is not for God's purpose in Himself, it is for His purpose. Or his work in our lives. You see, when God says, this is my will, can you improve on it? You can't get any better than God's will. Now, God is not willing that any should perish. God's will that you, is every person should be saved. Is everybody going to enjoy God's perfect will? Absolutely not but i will challenge you that one of the main reasons we miss out on god's will is because of this little thing of being thankful of giving thanks in everything most of the time and, and you know when we think wow what am i what am i thankful for well I'm thankful. I got to go Monday and Tuesday, spend two days with the Rodriguez family, and uh, did not spend very much time with the Rodriguez family. Got to climb up in the tree and sit still and quiet, and with a loaded rifle, nobody came by to bother me. For Oh, it was kind of nice. It was chilly, but it was very nice. And uh, I'm thankful that I, that I had the privilege of doing that. It was just an enjoyable time. And the Lord brought the deer along just at the absolute perfect time. My gun was in the knapsack. And the deer stood there and watched as I pulled the gun out of the knapsack and loaded it up. But when I tried to lay down the knapsack to shoot the deer, the deer ran off. And not to end our story, but uh, Brother Rodriguez's stand, Dave's stand, was just up from mine. And both deer walked right under his stand. And the neighbor had said, here, Dave, take my my rifle. It's got a scope on it and everything. And if you know anything about scopes, they're made to work at long distance. He could have almost clubbed that deer if he could have just reached down out of the stand, but he could not find them in the scope. And so no deer were harmed in our hunting expedition here. All the animal rights people are very happy with us. Uh, But I'll tell you what, I still had fun. And I've kept my perfect record. I've been deer hunting ever since I was 12 years old, and I haven't hurt one yet. We'll see how long that lasts. But when we think about things we're thankful for, we often think about the good things. When something worked out my way, that's not what thankfulness is about. You see, the first thing about in everything give thanks is it forces us to admit that God is always right. Now, I worded it that way on purpose because most of us, if, if I were to uh, just look you straight in the eye and say, is God always right? Right? Oh, yes, Pastor, of course he is. But it just doesn't feel that way sometimes, does it? And the reason it doesn't feel that way is because we are trying to be thankful instead of giving thanks. Thanks. I mean, this is the problem with the positive thinking crowd. And, you know, they say, make lemonade out of your lemons. And, of course, my favorite question is, okay, when life gives you lemons, you're supposed to make lemonade. Where do you get the lemon squeezer? Where do you get the pitcher to make it in? Where do you get the sugar to sweeten it up? I mean, it takes an awful lot of effort to make lemonade out of lemons. How many of you have actually ever done that? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of work. And that's just a silly saying that brings a lot of money in to people who want to preach positive thinking. You see, if you're giving thanks in everything, there's no such thing as a lemon. Because when I say life has given me a lemon, what am I doing? I'm saying, I know God is always right, but he just bent the rules in this circumstance just a little bit. I mean, certainly, certainly, I'm not supposed to just have this true thankfulness oozing out of my spirit when something bad happens. Well, wait a minute. How many of you have read Romans chapter 1? Little phrase about halfway down when it starts dealing with the evil things. It says, Neither were they thankful. Could I challenge you tonight that thankfulness is not an emotion, it is a decision of the will. Otherwise, how could Paul command the Thessalonian church and also the Colossians and in all of his writing when he wrote to the Philippians, he, he talked about t- being careful for nothing but in everything give thanks. If it is a command to do it, then it is not just an emotional happening it's not a passive thing. it's not just a feeling of goodness that happens to me when something works out the way that I want it to work out. It is a choice of the will. My favorite verse when talk about this thing, Hebrews 11:6For without what Faith. Faith, it is impossible to please him talking about God. For he that cometh to God, two things, must believe that he is. Okay, we have half a world out there that doesn't believe God is. So how are they going to come to him? But there's a second part to that that is just as important as the first. And that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is the essence of faith. And that is what thankfulness is according to the scripture. You see, God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is not up there just doing bad things to some people and good things to others. I've had people over the years as we discuss things and they'll talk about how, well, I know I need to get back with God. My life is rotten and this isn't working out and that's not happening. And, you know, I really made God mad. I did this and... And he's just beating up on me. I need to get back with God so I can be thankful again. Wrong. You've got to understand that when God's chastening hand is working in your direction, he is doing something good for you. How many of you had a parent that wouldn't give up? that just kept at it and would not give in to your demands. Okay, you say, well, that didn't happen on earth. That didn't happen with my earthly parents. Let me tell you something. It will happen with God. He says, I will be your father. He says, I'm going to love you. I'm going to care for you more than any human being could. And when we in everything give thanks, what we are doing is we are forcing ourselves to admit that God is right. Once we get there, we can move forward in the right direction. How many of you have ever actually been lost, like out in the woods, and just did not know where you were and had to to figure things out? Um, I think it was, yes, Daniel Boone's famous saying was, I was never lost. He said, I was bewildered once for three days, but I've never actually been lost. Now I'll tell you what, I have never desired... To be lost in the woods. And so I've always taken a map. And by the way, if you don't know how to use a map or a compass, don't take one. Because you will really get lost. I mean, you'll get so lost that you could be standing right beside your house and not know that you're there. And it has happened to people. This is your map. Learn how to use it. This is the compass and the arrow always points to the perfection, the holiness. We could, t- for tonight's study, we could use the term the rightness of God. And all author- all, I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself here. 90 percent, 99 percent of the conflict you face in your life is going to be because of authority. It's going to be because you take authority that belongs to someone else, or you feel that someone else is taking authority that belongs to you. Well, let me put it real simple. If you're a Christian, who has authority? God does. How much authority do you have? Absolutely none. Thankfulness brings us back to the zero point on the compass it gets us headed in the right direction have you ever seen what people do with authority that do not that it, to whom it does not belong they always destroy things do they not don't try this one at home but just put your 2 year old in charge for a day There will not be two stones, one left upon another. Because they do not need authority. Now, Stephen, that's enough. I'm going to deal with authority. When we take authority out that belongs to God, we only destroy things. Give the car keys to a 16-year-old. I can tell you what happens. And it ain't good. You see, being thankful to God in everything is the surrender of my will to his. It is allowing God to write his will over top of mine. And this is the application Look at uh, if you want to turn to First Peter chapter two, and and God gives us an illustration of an unthankworthy, an un uh, uh, an unpleasant event here. In First Peter chapter two, and and Peter's here saying, "Listen, let me just explain this to you." And let's just get there. First Peter chapter two, and we'll come down here to. To verse 18, servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. That means perverse. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it if when ye are buffeted for your fault, ye shall take it patiently, but if, when ye do well and suffer for it, You take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. When is the last time you did something right and it felt like you got punished for it? And... You went to 1 Thessalonians 5.18 and said, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Now, what this does is this forces you to admit that God is always right, but the next thing that it's going to do is it's going to remind you that there's something bigger than you out there it's going to remind you that God already knows what is best. Whenever I do something, I have to sit down and think about it. When God does something, he already knows what's best. God is in control. How many of you like roller coasters and... Swing and whirly rides at the amusement parks. Do you know why people like those things? Because you know that in order for them to have this roller coaster that does the loop de loop three times and you see the sun between your toes, that it's been tested and it's safe and you can feel like the whole world's spinning out of control but you know that it is safe to do so. That's why it is fun to get scared out of your wits. And I still get people going, "Mm -hmm. I still don't like them. That's right. You know why? Because you can't trust anybody. That's why you don't like them. Listen, the reason it's fun is because you know that you're not going to get hurt like you would if you went out on a mountain road with ice all over the place and stomped on the brakes and spun the car around three or four times. You know that death could be very near. But on the roller coaster ride, it feels the same way, but you know you're perfectly safe. Are, are we together yet? If I have to start over again, it's going to take a long time here. Okay. Here's the point I'm trying to make. If God's in control and everything is spinning out of control, if I were an amusement park, I'd trust the amusement park and have, be having fun, but I won't trust God and I'm scared that he's doing something wrong. You see, this is what thankfulness makes happen. That's why James can say, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Because being thankful in everything in my life, number one, makes me understand that God is always right. Number two, that He knows what's going on. It's a surrender of my will to His And it is the knowledge that God is in control. And even though it feels like everything is going to be lost and I'm going to die. How many of you ever gone on a carnival ride and actually felt that way? If I ever survive, I'll never get on another one of these again. Hey, you don't keep that promise. As soon as you get off, say, I got to overcome my fear. I'm going to go again. But listen, why can't we trust God? And if we can trust God, then we can enjoy the G-forces rather than fearing them. Amen? Amen. You see, the last thing that I want to get to tonight is... Being thankful is a surrender of my will to God's. Being thankful is understanding. It is the knowledge that God is in control, which means what he has put there is not to harm me, but is something that he wants to use to make me his servant. The last thing is, it keeps me from becoming the center of my own universe. And I'm not trying to be melodramatic or too forceful here, but I just want you to think about something. The chief asset or the chief, the number one characteristic or symptom of mental illness is a wrong perception of reality. And what comes with that is the inability to let anyone else straighten you out on what is real and what is not. I hear voices. Well, maybe you are hearing voices. The world is full of voices. That's why the Bible says, prove the spirits. How do I prove the spirits? I go to the word of God. And if that voice is not echoing what the word of God says, then I know it's not a godly voice. And I shut it off. And by the way, if it is echoing the word of God, then I go read the word of God and shut it off anyway. Because God does not speak to you in voices. He speaks to you through what is written down. And we look at the extremes as, um, what was it, the son of Sam said, voices came to him through his television set, telling him to target different people for murder. And now he's supposedly gotten saved and Married some Pentecostal preacher lady and has his own television show telling people from his prison cell, uh, boy, give me a break. You see, real thankfulness keeps me from being the center of my own universe. That is extreme. That is beyond even... Unreasonability, if that is a word. It's beyond anything that would be considered bizarre. But how often do we sit down in our prayer life, in our relationship with God, and say, now, Lord, this is kind of what I would like things to work out to be. And, of course, God doesn't do that. And we're not thankful for that. And so we pray a little harder for God to do things that match up what I want Him to do. And God says, no, that's not the best for you. Let me put a little pressure on you to move you in the right direction. And you're either going to surrender to God's authority or you're going to rebel against it and move the opposite direction. Now, God will bring His children back. Amen? But... What happens here is God is trying to take the pressure off of you and carry that. This is what it means, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Guess what? You don't have to have it all figured out. He already does. How many of you have ever just known that you were right and you were absolutely wrong? Anybody else ever been there? I mean, you just knew it. Well, God says, don't rely on yourself. Rely on me. Being thankful makes you do that. I don't have to be the leader. How many of you have ever worked for a boss that did everything just right? Peter, you better raise your hand. No, you better not because you'd be lying. Listen. But are we still supposed to follow? It says, servants, obey your masters. Not only the good ones, but the bad ones too. Why? Because it takes the attention off of yourself. Here's what human nature does. This works with any personal relationship. This works anywhere in your life. But it is especially important if you don't learn how to do this between you and God, you will never be able to exercise the joy and peace that God wants you to have with other human beings because the natural, reason, the natural force of the human spirit is give me what I want. Little baby, just born. I want food. I need a diaper change. I haven't been held enough. I've been laying in this bed for two or three hours here. I am uncomfortable. Come and hold me. Now, they can't voice all of that. But that's exactly what little babies do. And if mom and dad don't start training that little baby from day one... Guess who does the training? The baby does. And guess who gets run? I got to get up every two hours for the last five years to take care of my little one. Your little one's five years old. That's not little. It's time to get over that. The children are not supposed to run the parents and God is certainly not going to let his children run him. When I'm thankful, I don't have to lead. I don't have to know what's right. I don't have to... Well, I have to know what's right. God's right. I don't have to know that I'm right. Amen? I don't have to understand everything that is going on. I was just talking with Joy a couple of days ago and of course some of you remember the Rodriguez's used to be right here. In fact, Dave came down here as a single man and and, uh, uh, I actually performed the wedding between he and Jill and then he moved to another ministry and they're making another transition right now and believe that this is the Lord's will and leading them. But uh, one of the things Brother Dave and I were talking about was You know, years ago, when Julia and I were dating, I said, I want you to understand something. I believe God's called me to start a church in New York City. And her question was, I don't know that I'm called to New York City. And I remember talking to her, and I'm going, wow, what am I going to do? Lord, you're going to have to give me an answer. This girl's going to go somewhere else. And... The answer simply was, I said, Well, I went back to the scriptures. You know, God doesn't call lady preachers. I said, I, I don't believe the Lord's called, calls women to a ministry. Now, please don't get mad at me, but what I study in the Bible, I'm your ministry. I'm your calling. That sounds pretty arrogant, doesn't it? But you know what? That's That's the right thing. The husband. And you know what her response was? I can live with that. And I'm going, woohoo, yes. And you know what? New York City has not been important. It's being where God wants you to be. And setting that direction in your life. You know who sets the direction? God does. And he doesn't change his mind very often. We change ours a lot. That's why we've got to get this thing called thankfulness down. It is surrendering to God's glory, not mine. I remember standing outside this building with Brother Clayton and Brother Marshall. And uh, Brother Camillary and the church was down here that week. I think you were down here that week, weren't you? And we snuck out at the last night of the meeting. I said, Brother Clayton, uh, said Dad, Brother Clayton, let me show you the building that God wants us to have, but I don't think we'll ever get it. And I came over here, and they said, let's pray. And so we laid our hands on the light pole out there, and we prayed. And I can tell you what my prayer was. I was there. Okay, God, if you want us to try and fail, I, I just surrender. I'll fail. Well, that wasn't God's intention. But, you see, I had no clue what was going on. But we said, we'll follow God's will. I'm so thankful that Brother Marshall drugged me to the real estate office the next Monday morning. Because if he hadn't, nothing would have happened. You see... This idea of giving thanks is not just feeling good about everything. We think we need to feel good about everything. Let me tell you, there's an awful lot in life that you ought not feel good about. That's not what it's for. But it forces me to admit that God is always right, it's a surrender of my will to His. It reminds me that God already knew what was best long before this thing started. It is the knowledge that God is in control. And if I can get a hold of that thing, life becomes, well, not quite a trip to the amusement park. But I can rejoice when I fall into diverse temptations because I know God is the one who controls. I can be thankful I can give him thanks honestly and truly in any situation because I have no idea what God is doing and I don't have to. But I need to be there to make it happen. Does that make sense? It keeps me from becoming the center of my own universe. Have you ever met anybody who was the center of their own universe? You can't get along with them. You can't help them. They're just... I mean, it's the closest thing to science fiction known to mankind now, isn't it? They might as well be living on another planet somewhere. They have ceased being the life form that God created them to be, and you're not going to get them back. Only God can do that. I don't have to be in charge. I don't have to be right. I don't have to understand. But I will do this. I will surrender to God's glory. I think of the life of John and Betty Stamm. How many of you have heard of them? A young couple going to China. Do you know how long they were in their mission field before they were arrested by the communist Chinese? I think it was about two weeks they were at the station. They were on the field just a few uh, less than six months. I don't know the exact time period, but it was. They had just arrived. They were just beginning the work that they thought God had called them to do. And the communist Chinese army swept into the area and swept them up. Make a long story short, both of them were dead before the whole thing was over. Their little baby was smuggled back to the United States and was raised by her parents. And people say, what a tragedy. What did they accomplish? Well, if you read their writings and anything that we have from them, they were thankful in every situation. They were living this. And only God knows how many missionaries went to the field and served entire lives on the field because of hearing the story of John and Betty Stamm, who only served a few months. Now, you see, God's got something bigger than us. Is it worth being upset at another human being? You know what, if I'm thankful, I'm not the center of my universe, guess what? People don't upset me so much anymore. Amen? How can someone hurt you if you look at their threat as a gift that God gave to serve him? Do you see what real thankfulness is about? You see, when most of us have Thanksgiving, how many of you had to go to some big family gathering on Thanksgiving? And all the uncles and in-laws and outlaws and black sheep and white sheep and red and orange, I mean, everybody's there. And what does Thanksgiving Day become? A remembrance of old injuries Rotten things that were done years ago are brought back to light again with all the pain and all the frustration. Is that what God wants us to do? You see, in everything, give thanks. And if I'm doing that, I've buried the pains and the suffering of the past because God's always right, even when it doesn't feel like it. God knows what he's doing, so I can trust him that he's not going to put me on the worldly ride and hurt me. It may feel like it, but I have to remember, just like at the amusement park, this too will end. And God has a purpose because he is the center of everything. That's why when we read the book of Revelation like we did last Thursday night. They give thanks to him that sat upon the throne who liveth forever and ever. You know why? Because he was right. He was in control. And he is the center of the universe. And all God's people said. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. And we ask that you would help us to understand what giving thanks really is. That it's not just feeling good about things. But it's a surrender of our will. It's the knowledge of your authority and control. And it is a surrender to your glory. Lord, I pray that each one of us here would look forward to tomorrow in the light of 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And Lord, that you would make every day a day of thanksgiving in our hearts and in our lives. That we would make that choice to be obedient and in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, just have the Piano play five.